What was the result? Three, three premiership, three for me and two for them. It's gone! Oh, can you believe this? Go, go, USA! I prefer the sex. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the was it the first time in like maybe six months that, that we've done a uh, a weekly podcast, um, which it was advertised as, uh, and we're back for the semifinals of the World Cup from the quarterfinals that that midway period. I don't know. Um, so anyway, the the World Cup was gracious enough to uh, grant us a two day break, uh, just so we could. Um, tape and also put out the chip the keeper podcast because that's a two-day process um all right i'm joined here by chris and kieran um chris is gonna roast me but for not having a question because i forgot uh but i'll think of one don't worry we didn't do it last time i better think about it so well kieran uh, literally never does a question kieran kieran doesn't even introduce himself oh i'm pranav by the way i'm hosting today um (laughs) Kieran plays by his own rules, that's for sure. Yeah, yeah exactly. We'll tell, we'll tell Kieran. Kieran, you do a question. Am, what question? When, oh, I, when I'm when I'm in charge, I'm in charge. You know? <laughs> Kieran, Kieran employs the God rule when he's in charge. Nobody All right, so we had... <laughs> shut up, now I'm in charge. We had uh, four just unbelievable games every single game was littered with uh twists and turns and controversy and storylines and atlas lions that was a that was a pretty good pun nice on the fly um and uh well three lions also uh but no more lions no more cats oh there was a cat actually at the brazil press conference um that may be why brazil's out maybe it's bad luck to throw the cat off the podium when uh your stars are talking. Anyway, um, let's uh, let's start with what was the first one? Uh, Croatia Brazil. Um, I have thoughts on this. I probably have the most thoughts on this uh, because of my weird emotional attachment. Um, so I will let Chris or Kieran go first. Let's have Chris go first. Yeah. yeah. Um, I mean, I was the one that said. If you, if you go back and listen to the last podcast, I was the one that said Brazil was going to win it all. So I had a very Kieran-esque uh, prediction here by being incorrect. Um, so I will, I will take the blame for that. Um, yeah, it kind of sucks for Brazil. I felt like they had the best attack in the world. Um, I think it's important to note here that this Croatia team has been slept on quite a bit, especially in I mean, 2018, they were slept on, right? They made the finals. Now they're in the semis. Like This team is no no joke at all. So, um, yeah, it just sucks being wrong. But um, what are you going to do? Uh, with that being said, apparently I sound awful. So hopefully my sound quality gets better. Uh, I mean, I, I this is a pretty – I think it was – I think I want to say it was a – 
choke because Brazil had the lead in the 105th through Neymar and they should have scored a couple times. Uh, and I mean, the goal that Croatia scored was like good build up, but like the Croatia team, like while they are an old team, right? They're an old team that has been around for a while. They were still like an old team that they all start in high level clubs around Europe. They're all big players in high level clubs. Europe. And even if they're old, they're still playing on those high level clubs and still starting on those high level clubs. So they're not a bad team. Uh, the thing is, just on those high-level clubs, they're mostly role players and system players and whatnot. Where and then the star players on those high-level clubs are the people on the Brazil team. So I still think that it's it's a, it's a, it's a choke job. Uh, Brazil should should have probably won this. They should have probably won. Uh, I... Okay, uh, Kieran's computer froze. He'll be back. Um... That's a in funny the, time to freeze. We'll be back in the middle of a sentence somewhere at some point. <laughs> um, Chris, do you have anything else to say, or, or should I get, get get started? Should I start rolling? Yeah, the, the only thing I have to say is he looks funny when he's frozen, but go ahead. It's your turn. This is your time now. Go. Uh, okay. Um, as, as much credit as like I want to give Croatia, uh, I feel like a lot of that credit goes to Livakovic. Um, who looks like a Hindu god or goddess. Uh, I don't know if... Well, Kieran would have gotten that reference, but he's also frozen, so I don't know where he is. Oh, he's gone. All right. Um, so anyway, if you look at any of those, uh, any of the pictures of the Hindu gods and goddesses, they always got like a, like a, a billion arms. And, um, they they got even more in the racially appropriated ones. So yeah, this guy, this guy has just been saving... Oh, the, Dr. Strange, there we go. Western reference, boom. Um, when when he does the the thing on on Titan, um, but yeah, so there was there was that. Uh, regardless, I mean, there were there were a couple of chances that that Brazil should have put away. One fell right to Vinny Junior's feet, um, and again, as much credit as I want to give Croatia, like this is all on Brazil. Um, like it's not like saying Brazil was going to win the whole thing was a bad prediction. Like it was the right prediction. Uh, and no one, no one, like really. I guess, I guess. It, should have seen it like the whole dancing thing was like taken as arrogance i don't i wouldn't really call it arrogance i would think it's like a um well i would have argued that it was like like a like a brazilian culture thing which like we all love and brings joy and like like jinga and and samba to, to football but or to, i guess football uh but i like they they just took it too far this time you know um they pushed for a second when they didn't. You scored in like the the, the hundred something minute um, in extra time. Just like sit back, shut up shop. You got some of the best defensive def defenders and defensive midfielders in the world. Uh, just chill, you know. Um, maybe there's a save that needs to be made. Made. Let Allison make it. Um, and just relax, you know. Uh, but they were bombing up the sides. Um, Chiche put on Anthony and Rodrigo and. Uh, I don't know, Pedro, all offensive substitutions um, just to go forward and get another one for no reason. Um, Fred is hopelessly out of position. He found his Manchester United form and just, I, I don't know what he did. And let them score. And the thing is, like, I think as a larger sample size, like saying that Croatia didn't, didn't deserve to win that game is like a little bit harsh. Uh, because like Croatia have shown time and time again, they can, they can claw and climb and it just like, they can win really ugly. Um, 
So like like on that game, they didn't deserve to win it, but they've just shown like the absolute like chutzpah to just come back in whatever they want. Um, and they shouldn't have been let in. Brazil opened the door for them, and they took it off like a ridiculous deflection. Allison would have had that comfortably deflected off, uh, because no one tracked back. Um, there were like six players up the field. Uh, Danilo decided to just go marauding, and yeah, and then you just don't beat. Oh my god! And the penalty shootout is a whole nother. You know what? I'm gonna, uh, Chris. I'm gonna let you interject and share your thoughts on the penalty shootout because again, I'm I'm just gonna I've just been talking too long. Go go. <laughs> no, I mean this is good. This is good content. Um, yeah, I mean to be honest, like this game was Friday, right? I was I was working during a good amount of it, so I missed like large portions of it. Um, unfortunately, I did. I did watch the Neymar goal, which was awesome. It, was, it felt like a, like a very Brazilian goal. Um, just like the whole setup and like the small like short passes. Um, so that was cool. The only thing I saw from the penalty shootout was the Marquinhos miss, and I feel like <laughs> when the ball hit the post, like that was so loud. It, it was just incredible. Like. I mean, I, the main reason for that is, like, the stadium was quiet, right? And he just absolutely nailed the post as hard as he could. Um, but, I mean, keep going. Like, I, I missed good portions of it. So, um, keep going. <laughs> um, yeah, so uh, – crap. Oh, right, right, the Neymar goal. I mean, that was, like – that was, like, his moment, you know, like – it's like it's like it's like Neymar has been criticized. Neymar has been this. Neymar has been that. He's never been. He's supposed to be the third best player in the world. Like he's never going to get the own door. This and that. And Neymar runs up in extra time to win it for Brazil with one of the most beautiful moves, individual and team moves of the tournament. Roofs it into the net. Runs away. The passion. Everything. Everyone's going nuts. The dancing. The samba. And then they just to, just to concede like ten minutes later, oh, that was just you know I get I, I should have I should have asked asked Victor uh, on the podcast. Um, I probably can't. He no, he I took mean, his, took his bar exam. It, but go ahead. Yeah, I I remember because I was like downstairs briefly because I was like getting some coffee, and I saw the goal happen, and I literally like because I went back up to go to work, and um. I saw the goal happen and I thought like, all right, like that was phenomenal. Like Brazil are through. Like I didn't think of anything else happening. I was just like, that was the most, like one of the best goals of the tournament in my opinion. And I literally didn't like see another outcome at that. You lift, you carry the nation on his shoulders. The curse is lifted. They beat a European country. Uh, And then uh, I I was, I was, I was talking to uh, Victor or our Brazilian friend of the pot. And I was like, I was like, you know, what would what would have been really helpful for Brazil at that moment? And I said this kind of tongue in cheek. I said like a like a defensive striker, um, referring to Firmino, who wasn't on the flight to Qatar. But and then he was like, you know, I think a brain would have been more useful, um, if they had literally just not done that, um, not poured forward and decided to just let the game go. Um, oh, Kieran's back, by the way. Uh, you were you were like a quarter of the way through a sentence. Um, and then you were cut off. So oh, well, I mean, I, I just I'm not sh- sure how much I think Brazil should have won by, but I think they should have won. <laughs> Basically, <laughs> all this. I think they should have won. Uh, they probably should have won. Like, how many goals do you think they should have had? 
Like, I didn't know XG was like two point the... something. Um, I mean, like, yeah. Was, so I was, I mean, I was watching a tactical breakdown, and it was, it was talking about how uh, Croatia did the marvelous job of just marking Vinny Junior out of the game. Um, yeah, and they just That's... didn't have someone to to unlock in any other way. You know, I think um, when you watch Croatia's like spacing, they're they're doing really good zonal marking, like. For a lot of the game, they were mostly inside of their half, but they're really well spread out inside of their half. Like, you know, like, so like the the two center backs were in the box, the four, like, it was like if you would set up the starting 11 in like in what the starting 11 looks like in the team sheet. Like, that's what that's what their zones were on that side of the field. And they were they were all staying there and they're playing well and they were tracking back and they they played as a really, really good unit together to like disrupt Brazil. And they and every time Neymar tried dribbling through the center, you would run into Daniel Lovren and the brick wall that he is. And, and, and he loses the ball. Like it worked. And like Brozovic and Kovacic and Modric. It was a good, it was a good. Gavardial, the breakout defender of the tournament. Um yeah, I, I don't it, it, like like everything was there for Brazil to like crush this game, right? Croatia is old as hell, went into extra time and penalties against Japan. Um, a young Japan team who was motoring past them, um, and just like like they were fatigued and tired. They should have been fatigued and tired. Brazil have a really young team, um, crazy options on the bench. Croatia is not that deep a team. Uh, crazy options on the bench for Brazil. Amazing attacking options. Some of the best finishers in the world. Some of the best teams in the world stepped up in the biggest moments, like Champions League final goals. All that. All that jazz. Uh, and like it, none of it mattered, you know, because Croatia took them the extra time. Croatia took them in penalties, and then beat the crap out of them in penalties. Um, and uh, Kieran, you weren't you weren't here before, but uh, I said I had thoughts on the penalty shootout, but I'm sure a lot of other people have the same thoughts. So, so I'd like to give uh, you a chance to share your thoughts on the penalty shootout uh, if you if you have them. Oh, I mean, uh, Livkovic was a good. I mean, Marquinhos missing it. On the last thing I saw him drop to the ground, and that was sad. Penalty shots are always a crapshoot. I don't know what, what were your thoughts as I wasn't here, and if you want to reshare them. Oh, I, I didn't. I didn't share any. I was just. I was just going on. Twitter, oh, well, so I, I mean, I, 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 I mean, it wasn't like. Did you think it was like a like a crazy? It wasn't like the Spain, not the Spain, the Japan versus uh, uh versus Croatia. Oh yeah, Spain those were just those were just awful penalties. Like, those were just absolutely. Those are like I thought. I thought the I thought it was just like a regular you know the goalies came big and Marquinhos missed it at the end and he fell to the ground and that sucks for him. Uh, well, so. I just thought, oh geez, ten minute warning already. Um, I just thought that like Brazil's game plan going into that penalty shootout was just awful. Um, to have Rodrigo who just came on, who's twenty one, take the first penalty, that sets the tone for the rest. Yeah, but of the Rodri- year. Rodrigo, I like. Rodrigo, I mean, he he missed, so this doesn't really matter. I know you're a big but, Rodrigo fan, but and I'm not saying he's not a good player. He's, also, he's a clutch player, dude. He dude comes up in clutch situations. So. He came up in one clutch situation, and like that was it during open gameplay. Like I, I just like I don't know. You, you one like, clutch like, situation yeah. twice, <laughs> like <laughs> in five minutes. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's true. <laughs> um, but like like clutch it's a, it's a, it's a different skill than taking penalties. You know, like when everything's. No, no, moving, I agree. It's not like a, like even like even if you don't have Neymar take the first one, right? Like I understand he wants to be the hero, whatever. I don't necessarily agree with it. Um, and we can go into penalty philosophy later, but like Thiago Silva 
is a perfectly good penalty taker. Marquinhos, this man has never taken a penalty in his life. Uh, and he steps up for that one. Um, but Thiago Silva has taken penalties. He scored, I think, all his penalties or something like that. Um, he could have stepped up for the first one. Uh, I think Vinny Jr. was off. Um, who else was on? They should have stepped on Fabinho. Fabinho's a wonderful penalty taker, but uh, whatever. Um, but yeah, like there's just... Rodrigo taking the first penalty was not the right move. Neymar taking the fifth, like I don't, I, I never under really, and and I do understand it. Um, what what are your what are your what are your guys' thoughts on the, the great penalty debate about whether the best player should take where the best player should go in the penalty shootout? Oh, I mean, if it's, I I I'm okay with them taking it to win it, but if it's like something where you can decide as you go along and it's not preset, I do think the the. Do- is the controversy is a little bit more justified in that sense as you as you said if it was something where like i like i don't know i think it's kind of it is hard i think people get a lot more flack for wanting to be the winning penalty taker because you do want someone clutch in that situation to win it if you have that choice but i mean in this but like as i as i think you guys told me i I, or somebody told me this was that they were it's first come first serve in in the terms of you want to take a penalty you take it in this situation or like during that moment. And then if Neymar, it's like, if you're like, if you're, if your country's taking a penalty to stay in the game, you would rather he take it than Marquinhos. So, and I think that's, I think that's fair. I think there, there's fair for him to have criticism in that situation. I think, I feel like I get both sides of it. I don't know. I, I kind of, if it were me, I'd probably have my best player go first just for incidents. Like, this where um you know Neymar didn't get to step up to the plate right um so I would have them go first but I I get the other side of it I mean if if things were level and then Neymar scored the winning penalty or kept them alive like you know he'd go down as a hero so I get why he's the fifth but I can understand the controversy surrounding yeah like the, the 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 whole thing is that like you might not get to take fifth penalty, so you might as well have your best penalty taker make a penalty, right? Because that's what you want to do. You want to make penalties, but at the same time, like the fifth penalty, a hundred percent of the time is going to be a super pressurized penalty. Not that all the other ones aren't, but like it's going to be the most pressurized penalty because when you make it to the fifth penalty, it's always a do do or die situation, right? Unless like like you made all four and you're the first team shooting, um. But other than that, like like every single time is a do or die situation, um. So in that in that I get why you'd have your fifth penalty taker like your best penalty taker take the fifth penalty, but at the same time like I feel like like third or fourth is probably a, a better option. But also apparently, um, again I, I was listening to some other piece of media and they're talking about how a Brazilian journalist was was saying that in Brazil it's always the coach that decides like like he has the final word. So it wasn't just Neymar like being a diva or this or that. It was it was Chicha being being like you're gonna take the fifth penalty. Maybe they had say in it. I don't know. But um, yeah, uh, yeah. I think I think that's 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 my whole thing. It was just a shame. I just the narrative arc of Brazil versus Argentina semifinal, and then Brazil versus France final would have just been just like absolute glory, just like an absolutely beautiful World Cup, and it would have had everyone super hyped. Like I, I like these storylines. The matchups just aren't the greatest. Um, but that's just that's just me. Wait, wait, wait. Are you this is this is calling you out on something really mm-hmm. different. Are you saying you're not into the underdog storylines and you want the favorites to go through and win and have 
to, for the spectacle of the match themselves. Is that something that you are claiming to be supportive of? No, this this, this is like this is like my big my big. Uh, is like that something of, that you're trying to say right now? You would rather no, no, this, to... this is my big internal conflict with tournaments, uh, because I always root for the underdog. Um, but it's just like it's like not good foresight because because then I end up being disappointed. The matchup isn't as fun, you know. Like yeah, like yeah. you you're gonna you're gonna tell me that you you would rather have an Argentina Croatia semifinal than. No, no, a... I, I, I'm not saying that. I I'm just saying like you 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 have you. I think you've made statements in the past about wanting. I mean, you haven't really done it on here, but wanting Argentina, <laughs> <laughs> wanting not wanting the wanting. Un- underdogs to win because they are better stories for the tournament as opposed to the yeah yeah the, the no I, I i see i see your your point I, I definitely take your bitterness or not bitterness but like i, I take a, like i understand what like why you called me out there um but yeah this has been like a like a big point of internal conflict that like has definitely been taking me over this past like two weeks because it's just it's just like like what goes on in my head where i'm like that that's what i said a cryptic message not a cryptic but i said a pretty difficult to understand message to the group chat about like who I'm gonna root for and I don't know who I'm gonna root for this and that. Um, basically, it comes down to that that like um, stories are fun in individual games and like maybe like the tournament as a whole. But like at the same time, like when you watch a game, you want to see a firecracker or a matchup. And um, I got like neither of these are particularly like compelling matchups. They're fine. They're cool. And the Morocco story uh, overall is cool, but the matchup itself, man. Uh, oh. Croatia, I think is. Not that great. I think it's a fine story. I don't see them to be like good European like, team gets two penalty shootouts. Like I don't think it's that crazy. I think Morocco. Yeah, like, like, yeah, like Croatia. You, you did your thing already. Okay, like it's old. We get it. Yeah. You're fine. You did it last time. Uh, move on. It's like no. Nah, it's like all right. I mean, like, it, like it's not that surprising. Like, we get, like yeah, we get it. it fine. <laughs> like Brazil was like an upset. Japan, like all right, yeah. I don't know. Brazil is, Brazil is an upset, but it's not like a crazy upset. Ah, uh, no, it's a crazy upset. But like, right, how crazy of an upset do you guys think it is? You think it's like one of the all-time upsets? This Brazil team getting upset by Croatia on a penalty shootout? I don't. Think so. I think, I think two years from now, or even because I mean, we reflect on like past World Cups all the time. Like, I feel like every now and then we'll be like, oh, you remember this from 2014, 2010? I don't think we're going to be talking about how. Well, it's the Croatia. I don't think we're going to talk about it. It's more that the level of the Brazil team, I think, might get it talked about because of how good that this Brazil team was. And but then, arguably, I mean, the only thing is, this arguably, this Brazil team is not changing except for Neymar. Is he retiring? By the way, wasn't that a big thing that he was going to retire? Yeah. So he said it, but now he's like kind of dodging that question. Um, because I think it's a lot easier to say it when it's like, like months and months out, whereas like now it's like. Like we have, we have a team. Like it's, it's just, it's just so hard to say, you know. Um, yeah. I don't think it's a crazy upset, but only I think only because they made the last World Cup final. Um, and if that hadn't been the case, I think it would have been it would rank much higher. Um, Fair. But yeah, okay, let's let's um, move off of this. Yeah, uh, because we've been talking strange. about it for for so long. Um, uh, next was Netherlands versus Argentina. Oh my God, we're gonna be on this for this is not gonna be a short podcast. <laughs> um, Netherlands versus Argentina. So <laughs> this was uh, another. This was this was like a nuts matchup. Um, what a match! Like in terms of like just entertainment quality, like pure entertainment quality of a match um, from this round. Of, this round of like the most amazing quarterfinals ever. Uh, this has got to be the top one for me. Um, 
you got you guys' thoughts on Netherlands Argentina. Yeah. Uh it is it's probably been the game of the World Cup. Has it not? I think it might be. Uh I, I would I say the like game of the world England, cup. England England France was also really yeah, yeah. Sure. I would say like um, in terms of entertainment quality, you know, I w- I wouldn't say it's like the, the the like the actual high quality of the World Cup. I think that was even France, but well, I mean, it's been the best. Uh, that's kind of what I mean, though, isn't that what soccer is all about? Entertainment quality. It's been the game because it's been the most exciting entertainment game, as opposed to high quality. I don't know. That's not. I mean, no, they were like kicking the crap out of each other. Like it's not the the highest quality yeah. football played in the tournament. <laughs> Yeah, but here, wait. What do you think about the quality of each goal? Let me run through them in my head. Uh, uh, one was a penalty. penalty. One of them, was, two of them were votes Uh yeah. Like Go one was play. a header. It's pretty good. One was that really well worked free kick uh, play. Yeah. And uh, well, maybe that worked. I don't know. Um, and what was the oh the Argentina goal? Um. Was yeah, the messy through ball to was it Molina who scored it? Yeah, it was Molina. I a lot of people were really hyped about this goal. Like this was like an amazing. Like I don't know. Like I feel like Messi does like the extraordinary every, every week. Um, yeah, but he's doing it in a World Cup against the Netherlands. Like you know, it's like where he's going to get the most traction. Uh, he's not doing it against Getafe. So, uh, I mean, I I was actually I'm kind of in agreement on you that I think a lot of people have been hyping up Messi's performance in this game. Saying that he like had a monstrous performance against Netherlands, like, he was fine. He had an yeah. assist, scored a penalty. Uh, otherwise, I didn't really think that much about <laughs> the it. The most, the most extraordinary thing he did was a score penalty, which he doesn't do normally. So, <laughs> I guess. Uh, uh, yeah, he's, he, he, good performance though. Like overall, I think he's been he's been. Has he? Do you guys? How do you feel about Messi in the World Cup? This is his World Cup. You know, people. If he wins this, he's got. I was looking at the scoring stats, and Bobby's got four. Messi's got, uh, and Bobby's got five. Messi's got four. Mm-hmm. So in in goals, and that's the top two at the moment. Uh, you know who else has four? Giroud. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> four, um, four goals. Four goals. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> what, what was it? Chris, can you can you start counting just for Hunter, our friend Hunter? Drew scored four goals. There are three of us. There are two more games in the semifinals, and then one game in the final. <laughs> I think you can say one million. <laughs> Chelsea sold them for one million. One million. <laughs> um, and now they can't find a striker. Uh, but sorry, too much club football for for Kieran. Um, mm-hmm. Did anyone watch this? <laughs> did anyone watch this game like unbiased? Uh. What Netherlands or Argentina? I think I was rooting for Argentina. No, I wasn't really looking. I wanted I wanted them to go through. Yeah, I was kind of rooting Argentina too, but uh, <laughs> when 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 that when well, when Netherlands scored, I was like, well, I wouldn't be mad if Netherlands. Yeah, I don't really hate the Netherlands, but Argentina is the only team that I very clearly want to win left. Mm-hmm. So that's so funny. We so during this during this match, we had like a mini goat debate in our uh, group chat. And I was vehemently defending Messi, um, and and Chris is a Manchester United fan, and then Kieran was was providing fa- not facts and figures, but he was he was like, what about this? What about this? What is by Cristiano? Uh, um, and like they were all like like good points that you'd you'd make for Cristiano. Uh, and then at the end of the match, he was cheering for Argentina, and I was cheering against Argentina. Um, so that that was that was fun. Um, 
I, I don't know. I, I think that does anyone know how Paredes did not get a red card? Um, he he tackled the crap out of I don't remember who, but then he struggled. He like he like clattered the ball into the Netherlands bench, um, and I feel like like it's either a double yellow or like just kicking the ball at the other team's bench is definitely a red card on its own. No. Yeah, I mean the fight. I, I guess no V. AR came in. Also, it was a ball in live play. Was it a live play? No, it wasn't. No, because he because he because he tackled he tackled the player, and then as the whistle was, he knew he knew he was getting him. called for a foul, and as the whistle was blown, he just absolutely just shoot, he just shoots the ball. He yeah, rocks the ball the bench. bench. Uh, it was such a bad. Has he gotten a ban at all? No, nothing. That's crazy. Yeah. Um. Oh, and then Big Verge stepped up and and body checked him. That was cool. I enjoyed that. Um, that, was, that was a fun – I feel like this game had everything. Like, 17 yellow cards, um, the shithousery from Messi, uh, fucking Vout Weghorst, Vout Weghorst getting, um, getting two goals off the bench. Like, what is going on there? Um, <laughs> it, it really – it was my favorite game so far, like, without a doubt. And – uh, I know I didn't watch every game, but it had everything. Like it was really fun, in my opinion. Shots were good. The both teams created chances. It was decently end to end, I would say. Uh, maybe more Argentina. I mean, for a majority of the game, actually. I mean, I said this, and then Netherlands and one scored. Argentina were looked like the better team, and <laughs> Netherlands funny. in the last twenty five minutes decided to just become like you know Johan Cruyff two point Pull it all out. Let's, Which was let's, let's... really funny and really ironic because they're known for this like intricate total football, this and that. But <laughs> you know what they did? Four, four, fucking two, and they played the yeah. two big guys up front, and then they scored a header. And they did none of that, none of that uh, free kick curl around the wall nonsense. They got it to the big guy and he scored. Um, and Sean Dyche is smiling from Burnley heaven. He's not dead. He's still there, and he probably doesn't live in Burnley. But anyway, um, yeah, I, it's, it's the classics work, man. No, nah, it was good. I mean, and overall penalty shootout. It, like you, I, I, while do, does anyone think that? It, I mean, I'm not really upset by the result. It, it, it was a great game. Uh, There's nothing. Contra- I mean, it was controversial in the sense, sense of the game, but the result I don't think is all that controversial. I think Argentina were the better team overall at the end of the day. In my head, yeah, yeah, I think they deserve to win. So they want it, and I'm happy that they went through. I mean, when we were predicting it, we said, I think they all basically said, like, this was. Yeah, I think all of us also. <laughs> all of us said against our better judgment that we were, we thought yeah. Argentina was going to win. I think exactly. every single one of us. <laughs> exactly. Um, and I don't know. I was like, like, halfway through the match, I was like, you know what would be great if Virgil van Dyke lifted the champions? It'd be great if he lifted that too. Um, the World Cup trophy. Um, and he's not. Uh, and that was a sad day for me because Brazil got smacked, and then Netherlands, who I decided to root for, got smacked. So my my two favorites, I guess, um, got got out. And that brings us to day number two. Uh, bright and early was Morocco versus Portugal, one uh, nil. Um, and are we like what lessons are we learning from Morocco, uh, Chris? <laughs> I mean, okay. Wait, sorry. sorry. Oh, Chris can go. Okay, first. Listeners, don't, uh, listeners don't know the difference. Well, 
Yeah, they probably don't. Um, especially because apparently I sound like trash. <laughs> um, it's better now. With, okay, that's good. With Morocco, I mean, this, this is awesome. This is the first time an African team has ever made the semifinals of a World Cup. Uh, what are we learning? We're learning that uh, Chelsea doesn't know how to use Zia. And that's really the main lesson that I've learned from all of this. So that's all I have to contribute. You know who's not going to learn it? <laughs> Chelsea Football Club. Chelsea Football Club will not take any notes. They've actually not been doing any of this. They um, All these games, they don't get broadcasted in London, as you're probably familiar with. They're definitely uh, not going to get broadcasted now. So <laughs> Definitely not. So it's the same thing with France games. They um, yeah, they just don't get – like England versus France, they couldn't view it because Giroud was doing well. So they couldn't see that. Exactly. They only saw the part where Mason Mount was – I don't know, his hair looked good for like – 20 minutes of the game. Um, so they're like, oh, we should definitely play him again. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> all right. So I'm sorry, Hunter. <laughs> uh, Karen, <laughs> what are your. Uh, um, we didn't talk anything. We didn't say anything about Morocco versus Portugal, except for congratulating the African team, which is. <laughs> no, I've always said that I think Morocco is like, if you were to take that team and make them a club team, it'd be like a relatively high level Europa League or a low level champions like well league level team i think they're a good team i think if you put that moroccan team in the middle of the prem they'd probably qualify for europe um so yeah i mean like they like i'll run through their roster i think it's a good team uh, i've been saying this for a while as well i mean in the sense that i mean we were, we were just debating whether a while ago and we were debating whether the US, moroccan team was better than the u.s team and i thought it was um and i still think it is so i <laughs> I mean, they, they the goalkeeper is a starter for Sevilla. Right back plays for PSG. Left back plays for Bayern Munich. Center backs play for, uh, I guess, Roman Saiz used to play for Leicester. I remember that. Uh, uh, or not Leicester, Wolves. I mean, like, they got they got good teams. You know, like, two Chelsea uh, one Chelsea player, uh, Youssef El Nazri is the starting striker for, for Sevilla. Like, they, they've had a good team. The, the they, I don't think I think this is still a shocking result. I think the fact that they won is is crazy because Portugal and Spain were well. Spain was okay. I think Spain was a team that could have been better, but they chose not to be uh, by going young in this World Cup. Therefore, like you know, substituting any chance of them winning it. While Portugal, I think was a little bit more like you know, this is more of a shocking win. I think Portugal was one of the best Portugal teams I've seen. Portugal teams that I maybe have ever seen. This might be the best one I've ever come across. Actually, I think this might be a better one than the one that won the 2016 Euros. Probably easily. Like I don't know. Yeah. Um, And the only ones are like Nani and Karesma. I think that are missing. But like, oh, I mean, like in general, like this Portugal team has starters on every single European club that that they plays for. They can field an eleven of top five clubs in each of their leagues at least. Um and the Morocco team is more of like, you know, it's like if Portugal is like a high level, like Champions League level team in, in a top five league, like that finishes second or third, the Morocco is like a Europa League level team. So this is an upset. I don't think it's unprecedented, but I think it is like it is definitely surprising. I think it's definitely like, oh, OK, like this is good for them. They want it like they 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 can now take this to the bank. I really like the fact, I mean, like, I've, I've been talking about this. I really like the fact that, I mean, it, this has been kind of like a little Hispania, like the old Roman Hispania of Morocco, Portugal, and Spain 
like rivalry games. Like it's kind of in like derby games that they've played with each other. They they have a lot of history. They're really intertwined. And Morocco is by far the poorest nation out of those those group of like those group of nations. And they've both be they've beaten both of their European neighbors, which I think is cool. And now they're gonna go play their ultimate colonizer in and the ultimate. Hopefully, honestly, this is kind of great in my head from historical perspective because France has brutalized Africa for a really long time. And specifically uh, Morocco. They specifically Morocco, but just I mean, in general, France is the ultimate African colonizer. And this is like like for Morocco, like they beat their Iberian European richer neighbors that have been like richer than them for a while and explored exported a lot of their resources, and now they're playing their colonizer, and I hope they beat them too. So they're just they're just tiptoeing their way right up the Iberian peninsula, right up to right up to France, knocking on France's door. Um well, okay, yes. I mean, so it's not a surprise that like I mean it is a surprise, but it's not like wild that Morocco beat Portugal. Uh but Morocco beat Belgium, and then they beat Spain, and then they beat Portugal. Uh, so, oh wait, who did they play in the last group game? Croatia. Was that was it? Was it? It was Croatia. Okay, Dude. so they drew yeah, they Croatia. Drew zero, zero. Um, and it was they've conceded one goal this entire tournament. That was an own goal. So an opponent has not scored on them yet. Uh. Something, something's going on, man. Like this is this is like actual uh, magic. Um, this isn't like this is not like a usual run. This and it, it's ha- it hasn't been like a, a lucky crapshoot run either. You know, um, maybe the maybe the Spain penalties, but other than that, like it has it hasn't been like that. They've just been like like a lucky bounce or this or that. Um, El Nesri hit the Ronaldo to to get up that high over the goalkeeper, which the keeper should have had Diego Costa should have had um but this is such a nuts run (laughs) no I mean it's pretty nuts like uh also like I was thinking about this the other day so of the four semifinal teams there's two that are undefeated and those two are not Argentina and France they are Morocco and Croatia so (laughs) I think that's kind of (laughs) fun I feel like yeah I mean like at this point why not like, uh, no, why, no. Not, why not have Morocco go all the way? Staying all this why and not? wanting Morocco to beat France, right? Wanting them to beat France, there is very little chance that they're going to beat France. So, like, I don't. I, I fully expect expect France to run over them. Actually, to be honest, well, this is a great run. I think they beat their beat their beat their neighbors. Are they're probably going to lose their colonizer, and uh, you know. Be the end of it. The Moroccans can sing about this for the ages. Maybe I don't um, think they're gonna get crushed. I generally what do you don't. think the score will be? I think it'll be a solid 3-0 to be honest. I think that Morocco's gonna get really ambitious and Hakimini's gonna push too far, and then Mbappe is gonna like exploit that. They're because they're the Morocco fullbacks aren't like they're like very like attack heavy fullbacks, Mazrawi and Hakimi. Like they like going forward and they like leaving space open so they can like push forward and stuff that's how that's how they score a lot you know who knew that belgium you know who knew that spain you know who knew that portugal <laughs> you know true. who lost to them <laughs> countries. but i mean to be fair like i'm saying like mbappe can exploit the fact that hakimi and Rosario are up the field where i well mbappe like, hakimi is definitely spent, portugal doesn't but... really have a... huh 
Go ahead, go ahead. Portugal doesn't really have like a speed player that can actually like burn you like that. Spain, I Ferran Torres, I guess is kind of like that, but not really. Spain definitely, uh, yeah. Um, and Belgium again, very physical attacking teams. Whereas France is very pace heavy. I mean, not Giroud, but Mbappe and Dembele are very pace heavy skill players that. If you have Hakimi and Mizrahi up, up the field trying to book crosses into El Nazri, Yusuf El Nazri, like there's going to be out of position and you can you can catch them out on a counter attack. And France has proven that they can score counter attacking goals. So I and I don't think and I still think France will also dominate most of the game. So I'm expecting like a two to three zero. I'd love to be wrong. This is like something where I'm like I want my prediction to be that wrong because I would love I would love for well you're going wrong. to be wrong. Yeah, that's why he's so. making it. Um, yeah, I feel good about Morocco winning now. Yeah. Uh, well, yeah, I mean, like, Hakimi is definitely defended. This is going to be such a fun battle, uh, Hakimi versus Mbappe, because they've definitely, like, they've had this battle at least, like, like 150 times um, during practice at PSG. Uh, so I think that's going to be, like, a crazy battle, because they, they're both just speed demons, um, and it'll be, like, all across the field. It'll be like a, like a Dragon Ball Z fight where where it's just like they'll just keep teleporting different points and like having like, like epic like uh, like duels. That sounds awesome. <laughs> <laughs> um, so that that's what that, that's what I anticipate for that. Um, but I don't know. Like like Morocco has been good at shutting up shop. Um, and I don't know. I don't know. I I didn't really I didn't really get like an analysis on on Poland. I didn't watch that France Poland game that closely, but like. Has France really had to break down like just a stubborn defense? I have they. I don't know. I, if either. Uh, let me look at their games again. Uh, because I, Amrabat trolling like in between those lines, <laughs> like he's he's just cleaning oh. everything up. Yeah, he's had a great World Cup. He's the. I mean, he plays for Fiorentina too, right? So you're. Very good European quality player. I mean, they lost to Tunisia. They beat Denmark two one. Uh, beat Australia. Denmark. The Den Denmark center backs are Christensen and uh, is it Simon Kier? Was he the is he a center back from Denmark? He is a center back from Denmark. I don't know if he was yeah. the center back from Denmark playing for Denmark. Yeah, that would make sense that he's not. I thought he retired. Yeah, never mind. Um, uh, let's see if I know who's. Oh, it's Christensen, Joachim, and Joachim Anderson. Uh, so as uh, two tall dudes, I don't know how much of a the well, Poland team is kind of. So uh, here's, here, my 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 thing, my my like like the tactical matchup. Obviously, France are a way better like quality side. Uh, but like this this the matchup now that I'm thinking like in my head, like it's not so bad for like it's gonna be Giroud against Gavardiol, who's been having one hell of a tournament, and the best defender in the world, Dejan Lovren. Um, so they're gonna, I mean, they're gonna try to shut them down. Um, Griezmann wait, wait, is going to be. Why would why would Giroud be playing against Dejan Lovren? Because he'd, he'd be playing up top, and he's the Dejan Lovren player. is not Moroccan. His name is oh my god! <laughs> wait a second. <laughs> I, and then I was going to say, I'm, all right, uh, someone else talk for a second while I, I gather my my thoughts and my. No, the the, the center back pairing will be Roman Saiz and what's his name? The dude who's been having a really good tournament. I forgot what his name is. Uh, you literally just said it. Uh, uh, so. Uh, no, that I would be the I, said the. I said the Croatian center back. So. Oh, did, did you really? Sorry. I, I said uh, Guardiola and Lovren. Uh, was well, Saiz was Saiz wasn't there for the last game. I think he picked up a knock. I don't know if he's starting tomorrow. 
Or he no, was... he was there. He, Roman Sice was there. Uh, who's this guy? Yamik. Okay, I'm just going to stop talking because everything I'm saying is wrong for the past like a minute and a half. Well, Yamik. Oh, so this guy is 30. Yawad El Yamik. He is plays for Real Valladolid. Uh, nice. I mean, like Hakimi, Mazrawi, Amala, Amramat. The the midfield is really is really impressed me, right? So Sofian Amramat's the the only name that I really recognize. But there's one dude who plays for Angers. He's 22, named Azedin Unahi. I don't know who that is. I mean, I don't know much about him. I mean, he seems to be pretty great. Like no mistakes. And then Amal, uh, Salim Amala. I'm probably butchering the names. I'm not good at Arabic names. Uh, are plays for Standard Liège and he's 26. So th- this Moroccan midfield, it's like it's a relatively unproven midfield, but they've been playing well. These guys are probably going to earn themselves moves to bigger clubs. I don't see why they wouldn't. Um, and then the the front three of El Nezri, Ziyech, and Bufal has actually been very good. They've been very good at putting in crosses and scoring and. It's gonna. I, I don't know. I still think France will win, but I think Morocco as a team has proven themselves to be quite high quality overall. They haven't like bunkered down and parked the bus in every single game that they've won. They've actually taken it to the other team. Well, I mean, they'll, they'll just hit it and then and quit it. I guess they'll they'll just just hang back after they they scored that. Um. Like Portugal just could not find a pass to break them down, regardless of how like amazing Bruno Fernandez has been this whole tournament. Bruno Fernandes and uh, yeah, Ronaldo came well, on. No, no one cares because Bruno doesn't play well in big games, so the World Cup isn't big games. Uh, well, this was a big game, and he played very okay. Uh, so this is probably one of the biggest games of his career. This might be the biggest game of his career that he lost. All right. (laughs) He misplaced a very good good pass for a very good chance from a set. To be be honest, this might be the last time we ever talk about him. And I think it's time that we did. And we're probably going to not. Ronaldo is done. This is it. This is over. Goodbye to him uh, in, in, a, in a Portugal shirt that we might be relevantly talking about, right? Is that not what's going to happen? He's been benched by the national team. It's done, right? It's greatest, arguably the greatest player of all time. This is a, it's a relatively big story. It's the end for him. He's crying. Everyone, everyone cries when they get knocked out of the World Cup. But he's also like, this is definitely not the last time we'll talk about him. He's the most famous man in the world. Like, <laughs> Yeah, but this is the last time I think we're going to talk about him for Portugal. And it's only a matter of time before we stopped talking about him in the club scene. So I think this is worth saying goodbye, Ronaldo, in the Portugal shirt. I think he'll probably play some, like, like it, the fact that he's not starting in tournaments, I don't think he's going to – I think he'll retire from Portugal relatively soon after this, actually. Um, no, I, I I agree for that, probably. Um, His sister posted something on Instagram uh, where she was like, 40 players can play at 41 then Ronaldo's gonna be 41 at the next World Cup which was like an odd thing to post um I don't know but yeah I mean I think you're right for international tournaments but I, I still think his like club situation is still like definitely interesting enough uh um but anyway uh yeah Cancelo did not start Cancelo has not been starting uh, instead it's been uh Rafael Guerrero and Diogo Dalo. Uh, and Cancelo well, Rafa- I think Rafael Guerrero is really good, so I actually don't have that much of a problem with him. With Cancelo, right? But Cancelo is 
in my opinion, who I mean, to be fair, I, I watched the Prem the most, but like, I think Kinsella is the best fullback in the world. Uh, I think he's really. Like, I think he's very high. Maybe it's just, maybe it's just the Pep system, but like, some of the stuff he can do is just unnatural for a fullback. He's really two footed and really in a pretty crazy way that I think is very. Worth I it. mean, you're definitely right to a certain degree. I think Dalo is the most informed defender in the world. Right now, I'm not going to argue that because I don't know. I have, yeah. No, he's, he's been honestly the same. He's been really good. I don't you know, know how, how good Ronaldo that like pooped on everyone at United. He said Diego Dalo is like going to be successful after like <laughs> saying that everyone else is entitled. He was like, "Yeah, Dalo's going to be good." He's like, if Ronaldo shits on everyone but Dalo, I feel like I don't know saying something. But like in all honesty, he's like performance wise. Dalo has been phenomenal this year, so I don't really have that much of an issue with him playing. Also, uh, I think Cancelo started the first two games. So, yeah, yeah, he's just been benched for the last. I mean, so so Ronaldo, I'm pretty sure. So, um, yeah, for Fernando Santos, just just switched it up and benched Cancelo and Ronaldo. Um, I mean, Guerrero did score against South Korea. So yeah, yeah. Um, Felix had a great. Tournament and then he didn't really show up this game either. Um, did he score though? Has he scored a goal? I don't know. I'm not sure. I don't think so. I don't think he has. So can you really call that a great tournament if a striker plays and doesn't score a goal? I mean, he's not a striker. Uh, and yeah, I think so. Like, Zrud had a great tournament and won the World Cup and uh, was he... probably a central part of winning that World Cup and. Didn't nah, he scored have a shot on target. He has scored one goal. I don't know. I, I'm starting yeah, to actually have, in, like, I think Javier had a pretty solid, solid tournament. I'm starting to be a little bit skeptical of him as a player, to be actually, which is a little bit different. Take. I think he's that... not, he doesn't score that, that much. I mean, he has one goal, but he, like, uh, maybe it's not because he, maybe because he's not the focal point. He's literally um, not allowed to score uh, at Atletico Madrid. Like it's the worst possible place for him to have gone, um, and that's like that's why you're not see- like I I feel like like his development would have been so much further along, pretty much anywhere else. You could well, on, I mean, like, sporting in CP Portugal, like, in Portugal, it's not like he's scoring like like I mean I guess he's one goal. I'd be like that's it's still I, I don't know if he had two goals I would probably drop this, but he doesn't have two goals. Only has one. So um, I would. I, don't, I just doesn't seem like a lot of goals for a guy who's lauded as such a generational talent. It's like I'll see what, what his Portugal turnout is. And Portugal's an inherently much more attacking side. Uh four goals in 28 appearances. That's not a lot. Like he he plays, he starts. Uh arguably with uh with Ronaldo not there, he might be their best attacking player. Uh I mean, other than the fuck the what's his name? Gonzalo. Uh, what's his, what? What's the new guy's Ramos, name? Uh, but there's Gonzalo also Ramos. Bruno Fernandez, and there's also Rafael Leao. Uh, so you're you're they got a lot of really good attackers. Like I, I don't think he's. I'd actually I prefer Leao to Felix. Yeah, he's yeah. not the he's not he's probably the no most doubt. talented one, but he's not the most informed one. You know. I think I actually yeah. would also prefer Leao to Felix. I think Leao is very. Informed. I think he might be better. But Leao's informed right now. Uh, and he's been playing really well. Felix is literally just not allowed to play how Felix wants to play. Um, and that's going to translate to international form. Um, 
but I, I think well, I, I think there, there's rumors of him like leaving Atletico, but like things he was bought for so much that it's gonna be really hard for him to leave Atletico. So let's see how that goes. Um, anyway, uh, the only other really salient thing about uh, Morocco versus Portugal was um, we didn't really talk enough about Ronaldo, but at the same time, like I don't really want to talk more about Ronaldo. Um, so we're gonna go to um, England versus France. Uh, Ravi Uncle, do you have do you have thoughts on on England versus France? Go. I have some. I I watched it in a bar with my friends, and I think they both played attacking. They did. They, they. I think by the second, like, what ninety minutes, right? So forty five. So by by the by the twenty fourth minute, they decided they're gonna play defense. Neither one is gonna play defense. They're just gonna go up and down. Unfortunately for England, in the second half, they had more shots at goal, but uh, Giroud hit that header because it was bad defensive play, right? Because they said not to play, and Giroud came through, and uh, Griezmann gave him a good connection. And, but I don't know about Harry Kane, man. And, you know, <laughs> he, he, he tied oh, Wayne Rooney's record. I'm not stupid, Karan. I know all of this. He tied Wayne Rooney's record. And Wayne Rooney's going, yeah, Harry, you missed it. They gave you the penalty and you missed it. You're not going to break my record. Yeah, I don't know about Harry Kane. Harry Kane, you know, he may make, he may have the supermodel wife and he may have all that stuff, but this is going to stick with him for the rest of his fucking life. Yeah, yeah that's, that's true. Harry Kane is going to have, everybody, his grandson is going to go, Grandpa Crane, you missed the... You missed the penalty kick in the 2020. <laughs> so, Hurricane is screwed. <laughs> those are his thoughts. I think, I think those are those are fair thoughts, actually. Um, I think that it is going to stick with him for the rest of his life. Uh, and I, I feel really bad for him about it because he is, like, probably the best striker in the world. And it doesn't matter because he, he missed that penalty. Um, Speaking on the record, though, how do you guys feel about the fact? I mean, this is not to the game. How do you not feel back to the fact that he's tied me? Like I like the fact I've talked about how the fact that even though I mean Giroud is one like I, I mean I like the fact that we control Hunter and because of Giroud's success, but I think Giroud versus Henri. <laughs> Henri is Henri is Henri is miles ahead of Giroud as a player, right? So, uh, like that 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 upsets me on some level that the fact that that that. Uh, that you're the fact that you're laughing so hard is making me laugh more. I think the fact that you, you you're like I, I I hate all of this. It's all sucks, but we control Hunter, so it's okay. But anyway, back. <laughs> no, I mean it's annoying. I think on some level, Jerud can now be seen as a, in a better light than Tyrion Henry. That, that that upsets me. That makes me sad. Uh, it's the same in the same way that Miroslav Klose is the is the number one goal scorer in the World Cup yeah, and for Germany when Jared Miller and Ronaldo are so much better than him as a player, as players. And like, but how do we feel about Harry Kane versus Wayne Rooney uh, tied on fifty three? I think that's fine. Uh, I think that I'm cool with it. Yeah, I, I think like, and I was a massive Wayne Rooney fan. Yeah, yeah, that's, that's true. I'm, I I'm fine with it. That. Yeah. Chris, like like Wayne Rooney is one of the players that that made Chris fall in love with the sport. Um, and yeah, well, I mean, the, the thing is, like Wayne Rooney, which one's a better? Who's a better player, Rooney or Kane, in your head? I'm fine with putting them both in the same category. Like, I I think 
when Harry Kane retires, I think people are going to be like, they were in the same category. I do think Wayne Rooney, when he, I think when Harry Kane retires, I think I will look back on it and think that Wayne Rooney was the better player. And I think a lot of people will think that, but I think you can put them both in the same bucket comfortably. Yeah, I think it's a really good take. I think that um, they were, I mean, like, like Kane has just always been super, super good and super, super consistent. Um, whereas uh, Rooney, like, he had times in, like, seasons where he'd just, like, go nuts, you know? Um, and Kane is just consistently, like, first or first, second or third, like, top score in the Prem, always. Uh, and that's pretty hard to do for a really long time. And he's doing it in a team that's like sometimes not so great. Uh, Rooney always had the pieces around him to m- make him a great player, you know. Um, so yeah, I think, yeah. I think it's totally fine. I think it's like I understand your feeling with with Giroud and uh, Henri. I don't necessarily agree with it, but like I, I see where you're coming from. But I don't think it's the same way for for Kane and uh, Rooney. Also, Rooney yeah. was coming up, but it came up at the time when like. Like they were still like 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 Crouch was there, uh, Defoe was there, um, like he I, he overlapped but partly with uh, not Lineker, but like like Owen, um, so he he overlapped with a lot of like really good like great players and like goal scorers and stuff, um, whereas like Kane is like the only one really. That's true. It's like Vardy, yeah. like everyone else, like like Vardy has like Sparks and uh, <laughs> Danny Welbeck. Uh, <laughs> like Ivan, Ivan Tony until he's he's probably going to jail or something, uh, because he was he was sports betting a lot. Um, yeah. Mason Green, yeah, okay. um, no. going j- to jail forever. Hopefully. Yeah. Uh, oh, I mean, uh, Rashford, I think, in his bet, I mean, he's a swinger and plays as winger, but I think he could maybe be the guy. I'd be okay. with with him breaking the record too. Okay, wait, we, we didn't actually talk about this game. We just had we just had Kieran's dad give a rundown. <laughs> He's going to take about the game, man. Um, yeah, Kieran, do you want do you want to do you want to talk about the game? Uh, I mean the honestly, I thought he played pretty well overall. I think I thought they had a pretty decent performance. Uh, I think it was end to end. Um, the, the both the France goals were good goals. I thought both England penalties were needless penalties, but were penalties. Um, and uh, Kane literally fucking field goal did that fucking penalty like that was one of the misses like that was a that wasn't just like him missing the penalty like he like that was a crazy miss like it was like it wasn't even close to the goal so i don't i, I don't know like he's going to get a lot of shit for it on some level i think that's deserved though which for the level of quality of what that penalty is what that penalty was and the moment it was like, he really shit the bed and you know, something, you know, like you guys ever see Stephen A. Smith shit on the Dallas Cowboys. I, I, you know, I have similar thoughts of the way England operates. Every time you think that they're going to be good. Every time they, all the fans start saying it's going to come up. Every time they do not disappoint, bro. In any situation, in any tournament, whether it's losing to fucking Iceland in 2014 Euros, whether it's like losing to Croatia in the semifinals, like anytime, like you think that they're going to be great. They always have the team. They figure out a way to lose in the most spectacular fashion. So this is another case in point. Lost in the most spectacular fashion. 
you had a pretty depressing quarterfinals, and this made it feel a lot better. Uh, <laughs> there was just a lot of Schadenfreude from the from the Harry Kane miss, but I do feel really bad for him because he. I I, I love that um he has the support from the other players that are just like yeah like he's he's our man you know. Kieran, would you have had a different player take that penalty? No, I wouldn't. He should have. He he was the person to take it. Uh, and uh, he just missed even, it. It's just even such factoring a bad in, even factoring in the fact that uh, Loris is his teammate, and he already took a penalty that match. I mean, he already took a penalty that match that he scored. So, like, what's the point of him not taking another one? You want the best player to just the, he's proven that he's he can score against. Lurie literally did it like twenty minutes before it. So, and it's not even like Lurie saved the penalty. The problem well, you, you is that get in your, you get in your head when you're like, "Oh, do I go this way? Do I go that way?" Blah blah blah. Um, and then he just uh, uh, decided to go no ways and then <laughs> just sky it. He just like tried kicking it as hard as possible. I think just to like get in. Just I don't know what happened. Like, I don't. Does anyone like? He, there should be some analysis of it. It was a bad miss. Like it was one of the worst penalties I've ever seen. Baji. He probably got in his head like Pranav said. I, I'm guessing what happened was he thought beforehand, I'm going to kick it to the left. And then as he stepped up and he was going to kick the ball, he thought, wait, shit, he's diving to the left. And then he kind of just like his body loosened up and he skied it over. That's what yeah, I think you happened. Had someone different take the penalty? No, no I would have had Harry King do it. Um, or Rashford. But Rashford got no playing time in his bullshit. I mean, all, all I can say is thank God a a black player did not take the penalty and sky it that badly, or else we just we'd be in, in a whole cesspool of racism right now. Um, so that's good. Uh, I mean, it would been cool if black player taken the scored, but then England would have gone through maybe. So I don't know. Anyway, uh, yeah, race the politics is more black anyway, so you know what the France team has more like uh african i mean that isn't really a thing it would have been cool for, for they're all born in france i was like, looking this up i was curious I was, yeah like, oh, i mean they are the, the whole thing is that they're all of african roots. yeah but uh i think i actually i think that's something i mean this is not relevant i think that's something that the french the french pa fa and government take a lot of flack for the fact that they have a lot of like black players it's like what's the like what what was the what else are they supposed to do? Not have yeah, I think that's a players. pretty stupid, like, like uh, I, I just, I, I hate the whole, like, like, oh, it's not the first African, Morocco's not the first African team because France has been there. Like, shut up. Like, that's not how it works. <laughs> you know, like, like they were French. born in France, they're French citizens. They're they not represent France if they want to. Well, I mean, like, all of them are from Paris. All of them grew up playing in the French system. There's a reason they're all, like, you know, talent takes, a, when talent is gifted opportunity, they they yep. perform and France has happened to do that. So they they had the talent, they've had the resources to give them the opportunities, and they've created a World Cup winning team on a squad. It's I think it has a lot more of it has to do with the internal racisms happened in France, which is a relatively racist country, uh, yeah. against particularly West Africans. And I think a big thing in that France team is that a lot of those people are from West African descent. And uh, they're getting a lot. It's like, well, like, how can you be racist towards West Africans in your own country when they're the ones winning you World Cups? But I mean, uh, like you say the same thing about pretty much any team. All American like, sports. Like, yeah. Yeah. Like, uh, um, what's it called? 
I was I was talking to talk again. I was talking to, to Victor, and he was talking about how like, uh, like players would kick, kick the crap out of Pele in uh, during the World Cup, uh, and he just had to like part of the reason he became so good is because he just had to find a way to avoid it. Um, and he just that, that's why he was he had to ball out so hard because the way it was officiated was that. Um, <laughs> Sorry, we don't have Zoom Premium, and this is an issue. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but uh, somehow last time, Kieran was talking every single time it cut out, but Kieran finished his thought every single time right before it cut out. Uh, the buzzer beater and... stuff, guys. What? Buzzer beater. I, I hit the buzzer yeah, beater. You see he did. <laughs> um, I did not get my hand off that ball. Um, anyway, uh, yeah, so the, the, way, the way games were officiated was that like the white players were just favored, uh, because that's just how the world worked, uh, for some freaking reason. Um, so yeah, I mean, it's, 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 it's pretty entrenched in the history of football. Uh, and we think we like to think that we're out of it. Uh, but then Saka misses a penalty and, uh, the English come out and they use their bad breath to talk shit about black people. And that's ridiculous. Um, and maybe I went on like a whole tirade on my Instagram story. Anyway, um, uh, so yeah, it, I mean, in terms of this game, like I think England outplayed France uh, pretty, not comfortably, obviously, because they lost. Uh, but like, I was gonna, I was, I was about to say that like this is this is like England showing they can play with the big boys, like they're they're good. But like, they, I don't know, they show that already. Like they they should be able to beat them now, you know. Well, I mean, yeah, it's not, I don't, I mean, England is a bit big boy. They're not supposed to be, I think saying that they're supposed to be playing with the big boys is like, like, I don't think they should be viewed like that. That's they, their, 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 their team is filled with superstars. The whole thing is that they crap on themselves. They, they crap their pants every time they're in a tournament. They've had this problem for the last 60 years. Like they, they and like, it doesn't look like it's going anywhere. I mean, like, so. Um, yeah, they, they recently I mean, uh, updated the, the It's Coming Home song. It now has a Christmas version. Um, and they updated it. Uh, number one, paying homage. I don't know if you can call it homage. It's been like a year. Uh, to the, the Lionesses winning the Euros. So it's like it's like it's like fifty six years of hurt, but for the men's team, like, like it's it's just like like super jammed in their lyrics, uh, acknowledging the fact that the the women's team won a uh won a cup, but the men's team has not. Um, and it's got like a like a little festive jingle to it. Um, uh, but I don't know. I'm not advocating for anyone to listen to it because that song got stuck in my head for a long time, and it, it was really hard to get out. I I will not be listening to that song that's that's, fact, a, that's a good gives me more onus to, to never listen to that song for the next four years you're, you're funding so, you're funding uh you're funding big football instead of big soccer your thoughts of england versus france england but, held their own um particularly in the second half they were the best team um i just england reeks of like manchester united vibe they got like the best squad on paper they got all the superstars highest value and then they get into a tournament and they're like what do we do and they just leave the tournament it's it's literally just and they haven't won anything in a long time it's it's just manchester united it's that's that's what they are um 
I I would have had Harry Kane take the penalty. Like this sucks for them. Like I don't know. They it's it's just like some kind of curse. But Dude, um, no, I mean, quoting Stephen A. Smith on the Dallas Cowboys, <laughs> England, I will go with this. They are an accident waiting to happen in every tournament that they go into. Uh, that's Automendi. Huh? <laughs> yeah, that's Automendi. That's like that's like Nicholas Automendi. <laughs> Uh, they're actually way to happen. They, I mean, again, this one was a penalty miss. I, I mean, in the last two World Cups, uh, they should have. I mean, now Croatia has a respectable name, uh, that I think is probably more synonymous to the Belgians and the uh Portugal's and the Netherlands of soccer world. But in the 20, 2018 uh World Cup, they did not, and they beat England relatively comfortably, and they lost to Iceland in those Euros. I don't know who they lost to in. Uh, the 2016 Euros or the 2014 World Cup, but they lost. All, that's all I know. England didn't win. And they've always had Beckham's, Lampard's, Gerrard's, Skulls, Ashley Cole, Rio Ferdinand, like like Michael Owen. You can go down the list Peter of Crouch. teams and players. <laughs> what? Sure. I said Peter Crouch. Sure. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I mean, if you want to, if you want to say Peter Crouch, you can say Peter. Crouch. I'm done talking about England. I feel like I feel like Kieran. Whenever we talk about Manchester United, I'm just I'm done. Yeah, <laughs> well, I, mean, like, I want to say that's did, fine. Well, so so for the team advancing the tournament, France. Um, Chris, your boy Teo Hernandez did not look so good. He actually looked like bad. Like he had to keep kicking Saka just to keep. <laughs> yeah, he did not do a good job. He should have gotten a red too. For that challenge, Upa Makano was bad too. Like this is why Morocco's gonna win, guys. You just you, you just wait, you just wait awful, and yeah. see. Yeah, they, that's they why you play out like fifty times. Yeah, that's why you play Kanate. Um, but it'd be better, dude. Henderson was like, I, I'm in like a, I'm also in like a group chat with like a bunch of English people that I they rarely check. Um, and. Everyone's complaining about Henderson. Uh but I saw some some passion, some vision, and some aggression. Um, and I feel like all the all the post like all the, the pundits talking about it have also said the same thing. Like Henderson played great that game. Um, so I don't really get the, the anti Henderson bias, but he was the only one going there was one point, I don't know if I don't know if you guys remember this, but like Henderson was the only one pressing and he was scree like you could hear him. Uh, like like mid game, like sometimes you can hear them when they, use, they zoom in on the cameras, but like mid game, you could hear Henderson just screaming inside of a packed stadium, uh, that no one was helping him. Um, okay, wait, wait, I was supposed to talk about friends. Um, so yeah, Taylor Hernandez, like that that push on Mount, uh, that was pretty stupid. Um, that was in American football, that would have been like pass interference, like that was awful. Uh, yeah, he like straight up. Hits him in the back with his hand. It was really unnecessary. It was also a hard ball. It to should have been a red. It was just should never going to mount. I don't think it should have been a red because the ball was not, it wasn't even going to mount. Like it wasn't a goal scoring opportunity. He he didn't do anything like man, egregious. Though. He just did something stupid. Uh, yeah, I guess I don't know. Regardless, that was bad. I can't wait till Zia just destroys Hernandez. Yeah, like like Saka was turning him in and out, inside out, and I feel like like the referee like wasn't whistling much of it, um, which I definitely noticed as someone who was supporting France in that game. Uh, but he, 
I don't know. Maybe maybe the referee was just like he's just getting fouled too many times. Like I'll feel like uh, I just have to keep blowing the whistle. Yeah, dude, that's your job. Keep blowing the whistle when Saka gets fouled. Um, but yeah, uh, I don't know. Maybe maybe he'll find his feet for the next game. But hopefully he I won't. Think, I, I think he'll be fine. Like Tiago Hernandez is like been one of the be- one of the better left backs in in Europe over the last like three four years. Uh, I'll give him I'll cut him some slack. Uh, had a bad game, but like. I don't know. He has overall had like relatively good seasons, and he's. I think he's a very good attacking fullback. I think people give him a lot of credit for that. Defensively, I don't know how much of a liability he is. Maybe he's been shown to have some a lot of liabilities at this point. But and maybe Ziek will attack, go at him. But then you know he could also have a run down the field and then a cross into Giroud that scores a goal. And like yeah, I think goal. I think Ziek has very different capabilities than. Uh, in Saka, so I don't, I don't see it really being a huge problem here. Um, I don't know. I'm gonna say that, and ZX gonna score a curler from like twenty. Yeah, I mean, years. I actually could see ZX scoring, ZX scoring a banger. Yeah, it feels I mean, like totally feels like where, the, where he might, might score one. Just pull one out. Yeah, yeah. But you guys want to do predictions? Yeah, I, I was thinking like we do, we do like we do predictions, and then also um. Like what you think is gonna happen, maybe not score predictions, but like what you think is gonna happen, and then uh, what you want to happen, what your what your own personal headcanon is right now. Uh, oh, I mean, my personal headcanon is pretty clear. I think the favorites will win both of these games. Like, I can't Morocco in a World Cup final. While I would like to see it happen, and while I would also like, I mean, I've been I would also like a non a non European World Cup final. That'd be great. I don't think we've. I, I don't remember the last time that happened. Like. European team being in the World Cup, not being in the World Cup final, uh, so that'd be great. I but I I do fully expect France to win, and then I fully expect Argentina to. I think Argentina versus Croatia will be much more of a nervy game, but I I think that Argentina will pull it out again. I feel some honestly on some level that feels against my better judgment. I don't know why. Like when I think about it, I'm like, oh maybe Croatia. You know, like they they just beat Brazil. And Argentina is not as they haven't been great looking. Like they, Croatia could probably take it to them, but I mean, it's just it feels like the story is too much of an Argentina story at this point for me. For me in my head. Well, I mean, so. take that take that all the way through to the finals. Like, what's your who do you want, and what do you think will happen? Uh France, Argentina. Oh, dude, oh, I have no idea. I don't like like again like my judgment is to say France will win, but the storyline is for Argentina to win. But also, like, if Mbappe wins a second World Cup, that's that's very nuts. Like, in, like, you you know, like, most, I don't, the only players to have won multiple World Cups, I'm pretty sure is those, those, those Brazil, Brazil teams from the 60s, 50s, 60s, and 70s. And Mbappe having two World Cups at 23, like, that's crazy. Like that that'll like immediately jolt him into the Messi Ronaldo race, like over them at some on some level. In fact, he's won two of them. And neither of them have won one. Like uh, and if he if he catches anywhere near their goal counts or wins at least a couple UCLs, people will start talking about him in their same light very quickly. Or even like he'll be an all-time legend at 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 23, which I think is nuts. So well, yes, but he doesn't even have a Ballon d'Or, and Messi had like three or four at this point. I think if he wins this World Cup, he could cement a Ballon d'Or, especially if he has a thirty goal, like a forty goal season in Paris. No, nah, bro, um, he has to win the he has to win yeah. Champions League to to win a Ballon d'Or. I think. 
I think if he wins, I don't. I don't think he has to. I think if he wins the World Cup, I don't think he has to. I think just the expectations with PSG would make him have to win a have to win a Champions League. And I guess I guess we haven't seen enough club football to like judge really like who's been playing amazing at, at the club level. Um, I, I I think I mean like the whole thing is in two thousand two Ronaldo won the Ballon d'Or simply by being by being on like on that Brazil team right and having a great World Cup even though he only scored sixteen things right and then I mean two thousand six the World Cup has thing two thousand six won the two thousand six World Cup ball the Ballon d'Or Fabio Cannavaro he was the the best player on a World Cup winning team. That is true. Uh, you are correct. And then, I mean, if you go back through every year, I mean, 2010 was messy. Uh, Schneider had a lot of shouts for it because he won. Honestly, a lot of people think he probably should have won because or, or, he went to World Cup final and lost uh, and won a Champions League. Uh, uh, I don't even, 2014, I don't remember any German players having. Uh, oh, no, Neuer. Neuer had like a, a lot of shouts, but like, I don't think he was going to win it. So, uh, and in 2018, I have no idea. I don't think anyone was really a Bond or contender at that point. So. Well, no, Ronaldo should have. The, the shots that Ronaldo should have won it, but Modric won it. Uh, for for specifically making oh yeah Madrid. for the World Cup exactly. Right. Yeah, I think you're so right. So if Mbappe if Mbappe wins it, uh, if Mbappe wins the World Cup and he has like a decent Champions League run, I think if he scores a lot of goals this year and wins the World Cup, he'll win the Ballon d'Or. Uh, which he will score goals. So Chris, what's your what's your little world looking like? <laughs> Um, I liked Argentina a lot against Netherlands, and I think they'll get it done against Croatia. So that's like I feel pretty good about putting Argentina in at this point. Um, so I'm gonna say that's like two to one Argentina. I don't. I think it's gonna be a pretty tight one. It is gonna be nervy. I still think Morocco is gonna beat France, man. <laughs> it's gonna be like one nothing. I like Taylor Hernandez is gonna do some like dumb shit, and then Hakim Ziyech is gonna score a goal, and you're all gonna be like, "What the hell is going on?" And then, and then like, Chris is gonna go crazy final. in the chat against Hunter. <laughs> uh, well, maybe, maybe I'll think about it. I will. You're right. Well, I mean, where are the Chelsea players left that you can roast? Uh, Literally all of them. Gone. Huh? All of them. You can just keep roasting all of them. I'm sorry, who are the Chelsea players left in the tournament that we can roast? I mean, Giroud's not a Chelsea player, but he's definitely <laughs> he's definitely <laughs> fodder. He's um, you could use him for roast. So yeah. Okay. Anyway, let, let's stop talking about like tactics to bother Hunter. Um, <laughs> Hunter, we love you and we wish you were here like a lot. Actually, we're we're uh, very he will not be happy when he listens to this podcast. Um, <laughs> I don't think he's ever happy. He's he's always very happy. <laughs> Um, I'm sorry, Hunter. <laughs> Again, you would have definitely been a valuable addition to this podcast. We've been missing you. Well, I mean, okay, Morocco, Argent, Morocco, Argentina. I think, I mean, like, why can't they beat Argentina? Why can't they win the World Cup? If they get beat France, right? Why couldn't they win the World Cup? Why can't they? Morocco's going to win the World Morocco Cup. Morocco being the winners of the World Cup, they are like, going to win it. That makes. I literally, I feel so good about them right now. Who, who have they lost to? Who, who have they conceded to? They haven't conceded to. They conceded three goals literally... to the U.S. of A. Is what happened. That's who they lost to. That's no. who they conceded to. No, I'm talking about the World Cup. <laughs> the... Shut up. When it comes to Morocco, all you have to be thinking is why not. 
And why that's not? That's what I thought for the US. It. Uh, it didn't work. I mean, no, no I mean, Chris, I think you're, I, I'll give you like, I'll give you like, if they can beat France, <sighs> there is no reason that they can't beat Argentina. Like, there really isn't. They, they very much. There's no reason they can't beat France right now. I don't know, man. I really think France might beat them. I say all this and they're going to lose 6 nothing. <laughs> I think France might actually. Like, I think it's going to be a solid 2-0. So wait, two-zero. Chris, give me give me your, your ideal timeline. <clears throat> if you were in the, the best time, the, the best uh, timeline right now. For like like 90-minute breakdown? No, no, no. No, I'm, I'm saying like like uh, if you were in the your ideal universe – uh, where from here on, what you would want to happen in the World Cup happens. What would it be? Oh, okay. <laughs> from here on. All right. Um, all right. Let me break it down for you. Well, let, let's just talk. I, I don't really have too much to say for Argentina versus Croatia. For that, I just think it's going to be 2-1 to one Argentina. I think Messi, let's do ideal timeline here, right? So Messi scores two of the goals. Madrid scores one. It's goes into overtime it's like some kind of crazy messy goal winner 120th minute next game france versus morocco Giroud bags three goals right off the bat it's like an absolute absolute screamer it's just like three goals right there and then zx scores four <laughs> that's my ideal timeline <laughs> can't wait till it happens okay wait what happens in the final I didn't, oh, I didn't mean uh, like the minutia uh, of the games. I meant like if you were to make a bracket. In the final, Ziak scores like a scorpion kick and <laughs> <laughs> they win. Morocco wins, baby. Uh, okay. Because why not? That's fair. I, uh, I was going to do mine, but that sounds way better than what I was going to Oh, say. yeah, do yours. So... Dude, three um, Giroud goals for ZX to score four. Wait, wait. Is it three Giroud goals and then ZX scores four to come back? Or is it like Giroud, ZX, Giroud, ZX? Oh, the back and forth. Definitely. Ooh, I don't know. I would I would have said the other. I would have said three three nil down to win four threes. Is, is, I feel like is a is definitely more dramatic and. No, I, don't uh, I mean, it's more. It, it would more be the pain that it causes under on an internal base. So Giroud score, and then ZX score, and then Giroud score, <laughs> and then ZX score, and then Giroud score, and then ZX score. It's like Hunter gives no weight to this at all. It's just, it's just us being like, "Hey, we're bothering Hunter," and Hunter's sitting there like, oh, "I don't care." Uh, okay. Uh, no, I think no, I mean I don't want to guess his mental state, but the Drew thing gotta bother him on some level. Man. <laughs> I think it just I, bothers I, him because we're being annoying. I don't think it like actually bothers him. <laughs> it has to a little bit. It has to a little bit. I agree. Like, with this guy, this guy, they sold style, him for a million dollars. Is like this guy's so irrelevant, and he scores four World Cup goals. I think it's the fact that we, we keep bringing it up that bothers him. This, this poor guy has to just deal with it. And then we're like, hey, it definitely bothers you, which makes it so much worse. Um, anyway, okay, okay. The bear with a we're gonna, we're, all you're doing, uh, all you're doing, Chris, is stating facts. That's all you've done so far. He's gonna come on here and just just rip us all, just just rip us all. Apart. Yeah, I know. He's um, not gonna like this. He's gonna, it's gonna be like like a rap battle. He's gonna, be like, he's gonna pull us to the center of the stage. Maybe we'll give him like like uh, like two minutes for each of us. 
Um, all right. Uh, my 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 predicted is probably France and Argentina, and then France wins. Um, I think just because Argentina annoyed and bothered me so much um, during the Netherlands game, and like I don't know, Messi calling that vote uh, Vancouver an idiot, like that seemed a little bit harsh and unreasonable. Maybe he says something, but I don't know. Um, so I think I'm I'm on the the anti Argentina bandwagon now, which isn't really a bandwagon. It's just like a, a wagon. I don't know, because um, everyone is pro Argentina. Um, so my ideal timeline. I'm not gonna go into any. I can't do any better than, than Chris did. So I'm not gonna go into the minutiae of the games. But it would, it would just be Morocco beating France, and then um, I guess Morocco Argentina would be fun. And then, uh, yeah, Morocco lifting the World Cup. Uh, World Cup for Morocco. World Cup for all that. All right. All right. I have to confront this inside myself because I'm sure you guys are. Morocco winning a World Cup on some level. I knew I knew this was coming out. I knew this was happening. Go I ahead. have to. I have to do it. You're right. You're right. I don't know how I feel about it. It's weird. It's weird. It's strange. It gives me weird feelings. I like it. I like them. But no, I gotta be with Argentina, man. If Morocco plays Argentina in the final, I will root for Argentina, just because it's like, I don't know, Messi is trying to win the World Cup and be the goat, and Morocco is like, I mean, it's a good story, but like, it's just not like. I think me. I don't know. I think Morocco winning is a better story than you know, like, winning. Like, is that controversial to say? That's that's what I think. I think it is because like. There's an element of like, it's it is it is at its core it is gatekeeping and it is elitism. But I still understand what you're saying, uh, because I felt this this is like I, I keep thinking about this. Um, that's how I felt when Chelsea beat City in the Champions League final. Um, I was rooting for Chelsea all the way because I hate City and I think it's really funny that they didn't they they still haven't won a Champions League. Uh, and I will take that to my grave. I think that's the funniest thing. Hopefully, I take that to your grave. I don't know if it's gonna happen or not. Um, probably. <laughs> but like when when Chelsea won, uh, I felt like a weird feeling of like, oh, like, like what if if City had won? It's a great team winning, uh, like a, like the trophy, and like it, that's what happened. The great team, like great teams win the trophy, win the Champions League trophy. This is Champions League. Um, and then when Chelsea won, I was like, this is like a like an average side. Uh, and like they play boring football, and like they're like not that likable, and they're not that entertaining, and they won. Uh, and it was cool that Pulisic got his trophy, and she see didn't. But like, I was filled with like a little bit of emptiness. Um, and I feel like that's kind of how I feel with Morocco. Uh, but I just I think this is like magnitudes more crazy, and also, um, I'm just. I'm filled with like bitterness uh, about Argentina and Croatia. Uh, so really that's my ideal time. Like even if France gets into the finals, I like don't like France at all. Uh, I think I'd root for them against Argentina or Croatia. Cause I just, I just dislike those teams so much. Um, Why do you dislike Argentina? Is it the temperament of the players? Like what is the reason that you don't like? So, so I mean like, I come into every tournament disliking Argentina because Argentina and Brazil are rivals, and uh, because my dad got me a Brazil jersey from the 2002 World Cup, I'm just a Brazil fan. So, like, I don't know. I, I take the, it's the same way. I don't know. I'm not from Liverpool, but like, I still like, still hate United and stuff. So, like, I kind 
kind of understand that, but like I do get it. I get it when you say it from club football because you know it's the same reasons I I have no reasons to dislike Liverpool other than the fact that I am an Everton fan and you are their they're your favorite teams. I'm like ah oh, yes, let's not <laughs> like them. So uh, and you know I think the fans are kind of annoying and whatnot. So the uh, I, I get it. I get that from that level. Uh, I think with national teams, my fandom's a little bit different. I don't know why. Like, I I don't have any. Like, I like I because like stereotypically, I, I we've talked about this. Like, as you get older, my fandom has died a little bit in terms of like my strength of feeling towards rivals and whatnot, as opposed to like I think only I only feel that towards Everton fans. But now it's more I just like you know when seems good. And a storyline's good. I will, I will enjoy that team in that storyline. So like, I don't have, I don't hate Brazil. Like, I, I used to not root root for Brazil actually. I used to be like, even in twenty fourteen, I didn't root for them. And in twenty eighteen, I, you know, I, I, I maybe had them. a little. Bit of that. Huh? When we were kids, you, when we were kids, you you told me that you hated them. Yeah, and I, I, I understand that now is an irrational hatred. I don't see why I did. Like, it was just like, oh, it was like this, this, this thing on FIFA, like he likes playing with them. I don't really like them that much. And like, it's like, yeah, it's, it's irrational. Like they have a great team. They've got great players. They play attractive football. Like I, I think it's, I, I think maybe it was the fact that they were supposed to be good. That maybe, maybe yeah, like, oh, they, they were, they're supposed to be good. They have the most world cups. Like they, they shouldn't have more, but now it's like, okay. Like, you know, like they they got a great team. I would like to see them win it. They have, there's nothing in the team that makes me dis like with England. There's things about them that make me dislike them, right? And oh, uh, yeah. and like with, with even I think I have some of that with the Italians as well. Actually, I have a little bit of that with like uh, not really the French. Uh, I don't think I have that with the French. There's things, but there's things about those 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 places that with Brazil I don't have that anymore. So I don't know. That's kind of the end of that rant. So it's kind of like that. Well, my, my thing with Argentina, so, like, just as a default, I don't really like them. Um, I was, like, supporting the Messi storyline for a bit, just because, like, I don't know, when my, I, I just I just have to create, like, a team that I like, just so, like, I don't know, I, I keep, I, I just stay more engaged with stuff. Um, and it's just it's just more fun to watch uh, things unfold when you, you have, a, a like, a stake in it. But, um, yeah, I don't know, like, I started rooting for Netherlands, and usually I, I hate the team that knocks out the U.S., um, but I don't know. It's just that, like, like how intelligently it was done and like how the U S like fell right into their trap. Like it wasn't, they didn't play like hatefully or anything like that. You know, um, like I'll always dislike Ghana, uh, just because they knocked us out multiple times. Um, so, but Netherlands, like I always hated Netherlands because they, they knocked out Brazil in 2010. Um, and then they knocked out the U S but then I was just like, I don't know. I, I started supporting them like halfway through the match and I was like Van Dyke. World Cup trophy, and then Argentina knocked out Netherlands, and like they did so in like a like a very like controversial and like a very like kind of nasty game, and yeah, so that's that. I and then Croatia knocked out Brazil, and they play they, they pretty much play anti football, and that's no fun. Um, so those are those see are like those are valid points. reasons though. Like I think saying something like this team doesn't play attractive football is a good reason for you not to like them, or like yeah. like or this team knocked out my favorite team. So I, I don't like them because of that in that situation. I think that's also about reason. Uh, it, it's just it's, it's on more... top of it, on top of like all the other stuff on, on top of like already by default, not really liking Argentina. Yeah. And I think that's fair. I think that's fine. Like for me, it's really actually a big thing. I think is that soccer doesn't really have a goat. And I mean, on some level it never, it might not ever because different errors is different. Different, 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 different things. Also. Pele had to deal with. Huh? 
It's a team sport, also. It's like, a it's not, I mean, it's it's not like tennis. I mean, it's I mean, like it's also you, it's comparing it. You have to go through positions and whatnot. But it, I mean, like regardless, though, like I, I don't think that actually matters as much because you have like goats per era as 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 opposed to like in it's not like football where you have like completely different positions, like, but the i kind of want it to have a goat and i think messi winning the world cup would cement him as the goat as opposed Why? to like, won it three times and he was yeah, 17 was, once messi is and he scored a hat trick in the semis messi has <laughs> broken his goal record in like registered competition that is actually like registered he has won multiple champions leagues he's won he, he's won the copa america he's won this is the this last thing that cemented though is the thing like cement, to pronounce point I don't think it's cements it. Kieran, I think it settles the Messi-Ronaldo debate, but I don't think it cements the GOAT. I don't even think that's... like I don't get how that's still a debate. I think that Messi is better by pretty much every metric. I think, uh, well, no, I think Messi's part. better, too. I think <laughs> Messi's better, too, but not everyone does. No, I mean... I right, right. And not, this... Messi's going to win a World Cup, and not everyone's going to think that Messi's better anyway. Like, it's not really going to yeah, make but... much of a difference. I think I think it will. Gonna, I think it'll, he'll have, he would have won argument. everything there is to win, and he'll have the records to keep along with it, and he'll have the seven exactly. bond. So the like Ronaldo, I think the debate itself is. I, I mean, I'm on the other side of it. I think that I want Messi to be. I want him to be the clear goat. I do think the debate is worth having. You can still have it over over that time. Like I, I like I I think Messi is the clear goat, but Ronaldo has things about him that like you know Messi doesn't have physicality. He's not as much of a complete player. Yeah, and he valid... freaking wins everything without it. He scores more goals without it. Like that's crazy. <laughs> the only thing you can um, make against him is that like he doesn't have like Ronaldo didn't do with growth hormone, and that's that's like really it in my head. Well, in my I mean head. like Sorry, my, like so in in your thing would it be like it. Do you think the Messi Ronaldo debate will still will still rage? And I don't think I think this will def. I mean, I'm on Chris's side. I think this will cement it. But I also think this will cement him over Maradona and Pele, which are the other two like soccer goats, right? I think this will like I think yeah I think this will actually put him over because Pele's big thing is that he played in an era that like while he had to deal with a lot more physicality than Messi and Ronaldo probably ever had to deal with, he probably had a lot worse officiating. On both sides, which could probably aid and also like impede him. So, and then Maradona was the way that he brought it in. So it's like I don't know. I think it w- this would, with the seven ball indoors and the way that soccer has also been standardized a lot more in the last twenty to thirty years with what's being played and how you win stuff and what's viewed as relevant and whatnot. I think this would maybe and clearly put Messi's girl. And I think most pundits already pundits and personalities. I think most people our age at least still think he is like i don't think you're gonna have anyone in modern if he wins this world cup i don't think you're gonna have anyone really saying okay pele is the goat like pele won three world cup. i don't think people's gonna, people are gonna be making that point people are already anti-pele yeah it's, I feel like well, that's, it's like a little bit too much but at the same time like most of the people having that debate are people that never watched pele play uh and I, <laughs> and so i feel like i feel like a lot of that debate gets lost anyway in that and i don't really think it's like like i i, I get it and like i i don't like I get the fact that there's a debate, and I think it's like good for the sport that there is a debate. But at the same time, like I think it's it's never really like gonna be a great debate because it's like it, you just haven't seen all of them play, and like like half of Pele's tapes are like probably lost too. Um, and like there's there's some seventy year old uh, no some like eighty year old guy that's like oh I saw Pele play, uh, but he saw like a grainy grainy footage of like three pixels of Pele playing. 
Um, and it's just like it's it's so it's so hard to compare. Uh, like the game has changed, the the technology has changed. He was playing with a leather ball. Uh, like it's it's just not it's just not the same sport anymore. No, I mean, and I think, I think it's fair, we, but I, no, for sure. Yeah. I think we should save that debate for even if Messi wins the World Cup, because I know Ziyech is going to get a hat trick in the final. Ziyech so. will be the undisputed goat. So <laughs> the goat well, debate might be including Ziyech. Right, right. I mean, we are. Our, our goat debate already very clearly includes Giroud, right? So, like, like that. That's not even like... the disrespect <laughs> that Giroud gets, man. I mean, Kieran, even you were disrespecting him, man. He's, he's the uh, goat. Like, he's the goat. I, I, I just think that I think Henri is just such a better player. Like, he he averages like ten to twelve goals a year. Which is good. Like, that's good. That's respectable striker. He deserves to have had the career that he has had. Except 53 goals for France over Henri. The fact that when I look up France's men's national team Wikipedia page, and the thing that pops up under top scorer will not be Thierry Henri and will instead be Olivier Giroud does give me some negative feeling. I just know that it does. So, <laughs> Anyway. Uh, do we want to do another episode before the final. I think that'd be a good idea. Yeah, but we can talk about that not during the podcast. <laughs> this is we're in like the post credits right now. Like people have already walked out. <laughs> this is the Marvel, Marvel Easter eggs. <laughs> um, uh, yeah, sure. Um, but I think uh, I don't know. Do you, like I just there's got to be some sort of twist to these semifinals that like like I, I okay I know you said four three goals and four goals for for Shrewd and and Ziek, but I, I feel like I feel like there's there's more coming the, the scriptwriters got something up their sleeve, um and uh, yeah um all right we got five minutes left on the Zoom I was I was trying to drag this conversation on so like we could we could have like a a fresh zoom and we could spend like 10 minutes on this this uh Giorena Greg Berhalter thing um but I guess we're gonna stop halfway through a word again um but uh for our list listeners um basically what happened was that all the USMNT fans were guns a blazing except for Kieran because Kieran doesn't care um about I I thought Giro should have played I just all right never mind (laughs) stop you're, you're ruining the narrative um so uh USMNT uh fandom was was all guns ablaze about uh Giorena not um we're, we're gonna yeah this is gonna go way back to when the u.s was still in the world cup but Giorena not playing that much for the u.s and everyone was like what the heck is going on why is jordan morris playing ahead of Giorena? why is he played uh he spent the whole tournament there and he's, he played 55 minutes the entire tournament not even 52 minutes the entire tournament um and it didn't make any sense and everyone was confused and he's an injury-prone player, so maybe that was it. Um, this is Giovanni Urena, who is, like, arguably the most talented player on our team and one of two game-changers that we had on the bench, um, the other one being Brendan Aronson, who was a sub every game, so to the credit of Greg. Uh, so um, Greg Berhalter basically came out with a statement saying that uh, there was a player, he didn't name the player, um, 
who was not meeting expectations on and off the field. And uh, it stood out. He wasn't trying during friendlies. Um, and it was so bad that uh, they were considering him, like, just sending him back, like, uh, to, Dor- to Dortmund. Um, which is, like, like, how badly do you have to be playing during a friendly? And, like, how, how apathetic do you have to be during a World Cup to, like, have the staff question sending you back? Um, and they had, he had a conversation with his leadership team, which presumably includes like, like the captain, like, like Tyler Adams, probably like Christian and like Weston. I don't know. We, we can't know everyone probably like, like Zimmerman Ream. Um, and like his, his, I guess like leadership core, uh, of the men's national team. And, um, so he, he had to like apologize. They basically decided to make him apologize to the whole team. And like make a, a good apology, but like even after the apology, a lot of the senior players were like, "Hey, man, like this isn't good enough. Like you got to be better." And uh, I guess like he he promised like he didn't really tell Berhalter didn't really finish the anecdote with like telling us like how it turned out. He was just like, "No," um, oh, he said, "Oh, never mind." He said, "He said they they really took ownership of that process, and from that day on, there were no issues with the player." Um, and then like it came out that like, uh. He, a lot of it came to a head when he was really upset during the Wales game. Like he didn't get subbed on, so he like threw his shin guards, and that, like that made everything worse. Uh, but at the same time, like that's like the reaction you expect from a nineteen-year-old who um, didn't get subbed on when he probably should have, and Jordan Morris got subbed on ahead of him. Um, so there was a rumor about like a twelve to thirteen vote that happened to keep him in, and twelve voted for him to leave, and thirteen voted for him to stay, which is like pretty damning considering how talented of a player he is and like considering that like like it had it, it wasn't just it couldn't have just been like not trying it had to have been like like on my mother's life he's playing against us like it, it like had to have been really bad um in my i don't know that, that's my analysis basically but then geo responded uh in an instagram post and he was unhappy that that came to light um but the big bomb he dropped is that Burhalter told him that his role at the World Cup would be very limited. Um, and that's like, I don't know, like, why would you tell a nine? That's it's crazy to tell a 19 year old. Um, that makes no sense at all. Uh, a 19 year old who is extremely talented and shouldn't be very limited. Like, even, even if Greg, for some reason, wanted it to be very limited, like, why would you tell him that? Um, it makes little to no sense, in, in my opinion. Also, uh, feel free to like like unmute yourselves and, and, and chime in at any time. Uh, I'm I'm just having my my little uh, monologue, um, and uh, yeah, uh, that's, that's that's pretty much pretty much it. Um, to, to, he shook off his appointment and get everything he had on and off the field. I don't know what this means, well, and I feel like he, huh? clearly he didn't shake off his disappointment because he. You know, got pissed off at the World Cup. So how did he shake up? Or is he shaking it off? He's saying he shook off his disappointment post World Cup. It's too late. I think he meant like like after the incident where he threw his shin guards and stuff during the Wales match. Um, and I guess that's what allowed him to get seven minutes at the the England game. Um, I mean, yeah, I kind of with Geo in the sense that like. He, if you tell somebody like that, you're not going to play, especially someone who is the best player. I'm wondering why. I think maybe it probably had something to do with the fact that he hadn't been like 
he hadn't been playing or he'd been he'd been he'd, he'd just come off a major injury right for Dortmund and had started playing again and then the whole thing was whether whether he was going to make the World Cup squad or not because of injuries and he did so maybe Burhalter was like okay you haven't played enough you haven't been like in form for your club because you haven't been playing so your your roles and there ha- there have been other players that have been playing on their teams and for the national team so your role is going to be very limited so i kind of see that actually now that i'm thinking about it i'm kind of talking about it out loud i kind of see that being something that he may say but like you still don't want to tell the player that uh and maybe greg just was like during uh, but like again like this is the same greg that fucking drew el salvador right so like the during his process of selecting and choosing players and building a world cup team for for this coming world cup geo just wasn't there for most of it because he was hurt for a lot of it so like greg was like i've i've filled my plans i filled how i want this team to run and you're just not there because that's because you just ha- you've been injured for so much of it uh and i don't know if geo is at the status of player to ha- to be able to like to to warrant like his 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 lack of like team building time like to to warrant it like not mattering so i don't know i don't know if that makes sense chris i kind of get what you're saying karen um it, it probably led with the injury i think like the biggest thing here is if this was supposed to be a private conversation why did this get out like it, it sounded like it was supposed to be a private conversation and that's what geo said um so you know, that's bad on Greg. Granted, you know, I know there are obviously leaks and everything, but it, from what it sounded like, it sounded like Greg, like, actually almost took this to the press is what it feels like. Um, but, I don't know. I, I think it's also bad on Geo to be, like, like, I get it. He's talented. He's, you know, really good player. But you got to have a good attitude about that stuff. Like, that's really unprofessional to be going into it and just, like, not putting your best foot forward because you find that out like i okay you're 19 but you know you learn these skills when you're 12 even younger so it's kind of bad on him that's right if coach singer told me to do something i'd do it um exactly (laughs) uh, coach singer is chris's mom this is the second feature of a parent we've had on this podcast today um anyway so i yeah i i think like at the end of the day um I think that, like, it's wild that Greg went public with it. And uh, it's, like, I, I think it's pretty, like, silly to tell your most talented player that he'd, have, he'd be having a limited, like, limited role in this World Cup. And I was going to say, like, some of the behavior can kind of be excused because he's, like, 19 and, like, super immature. And, like, he should be more immature. Uh, so he should be more mature about it, Chris. You're right. Um, but at the same time, like, you know this player is 19 and, like, liable to react. Like, there's there's no way that there weren't inklings of this before, you know? Like, there, there's no way that um, he's been in the system for a very long time. Like, he grew up – his parents were literally national team players. Like, he grew up, like, coming through the ranks. The coaches and the coaching staff and, like, whoever else, like, had to know that, like, if he is liable to react that way, like, like that that is the case. And, like, why would you tell a player – um that has an attitude like that like part of being a coach is being a, a man manager and that was just so poorly handled um and yeah and then like again the vote thing like so a journalist reported that and then taylor twelman um a player turned journalist turned pundit like 
uh, said that, that the vote thing was false, but like, just in the case that that is true, uh, that's pretty damning, I'd say, um, on Geo's behavior. But if it's not true, then it's not. But also, if it's true, then uh, that was a pretty also a bad way to handle it. Like, why would you have your team vote on who to kick out? Uh, but also, like, I, I think at the end of the day, um, none of this matters because uh, every single piece of like like USMNT like the comments and stuff I've seen um, are very anti Greg. Like even even before like the the vote stuff and all that stuff that like, came out, like even before the stuff that actually made Greg look bad came out, um, everyone was like anti Greg and it was just like. Oh, this is, and before G Geo statement even came out, um, they were they were like, oh, like, like why would you tell a player that? Like, why would you do that to a player? Um, why would you? Why wouldn't you like lead better? Blah blah. Um, so I think it's just Greg's time to go, no matter what. But in my opinion, it should be an honorable discharge. But it looks like it's about to be a dishonorable discharge. Um, for Triple G. Uh, I mean, like, I think a lot of us. A lot of people have been saying that for a while, and I don't think that's that surprising, to be honest. It's it, maybe it is time to go. Maybe we need fresh blood in the in the coaching diary. I'm not even fresh blood. I'm kind of, I'm kind of tired of having like MLS coaches that have been propped up to the the national team because they've done well in the MLS. Like you're playing on a European stage. I would like a European level coach. If that makes sense, that's kind of the way. I I think a lot of people would be less harsher on it. I mean, maybe that's unfair to the nature of the MLS and how like the the way it funnels into the, the league. But like, I I think that's fine. Honestly, you the Europe is the established place for a reason. Like, go be a coach in Europe, and then and then like that's why Jesse Marsh is proving himself as a coach, and in in Europe before this. So like, if if in five years. Uh, he's he's the U.S. national team coach. I don't think anyone's going to be criticizing him as hard because he's proven as coach. Or Greg has just been. I mean, he won an MLS. Did he win an MLS Cup with Columbus Crew? Is that what it was? And know. then he became the national. You don't know. You have he no idea. He nepotized his way to his, well, I mean, his like, like brother or cousin was have... was part of USF, and then like kind of just like let's let's get get this guy in here. Won an MLS Cup. But like no, none of us know. None of us care to know, and that's probably part of the problem. So, um, like I don't know. And like before that, what was Bruce Arena? Before that, like Jurgen Klinsmann. If you look at him as a coach, he's got a very like. If you actually analyze the Klinsmann career, it's he has a semifinal with World Cup in Germany, where he was only the coach for very little time. I don't think he actually built that team. He just created it, and then left was the coach for Bayern Munich was heavily unsuccessful. Didn't win any Bundesliga titles because, which is crazy. Bayern fucking Munich. And then was the coach of the U S team and was okay. I think he was an okay coach. And then before that, it was Bob Bradley was probably something similar. I'm not even sure like what his whole deal was, to be honest. I think he may have been a Dutch coach for a while, which is better. Uh, I don't know. Jesse Marsh is probably the one that, is doing the most rounds, but I don't want him to be the U.S. be, be the U.S. coach yet. I don't think he. I, I think I would rather he, he stay at club coach for. I don't even know that he wants it. Like everyone's just kind of like thrust. It, it's the way that it's the way that like like Liverpool fans have kind of a thrust like the the mantle of like next Liverpool manager on Steven Gerrard. I feel like that's what we're doing to Jesse Marsh when like we don't even know that like we're we're more sure that Steven Gerrard wants Liverpool uh, management than we're sure if Jesse Marsh wants 
USMNT management. Like we we don't know that. Um, and people just keep saying it because he's like an American who's doing like pretty okay overseas. Uh, yeah. So I think I think that's like the only reason. Um, but it's like a fun. Would you guys be okay with a non-American coach like Klinsman? I don't care that much. I think I would be fine with it. I think there's a big thing to have an American coach, which I I don't know. I mean, like if, if you look at the last winner, Tite is let's the French coach is Didier Deschamps, who's a French. Who what you go through each tournament? Who the coaches are and what's who who wins tournaments? Is yeah, it former Yogi Low. I don't remember who won. I don't remember who was was who was the coach in 2010 for Spain. Uh, Vincente de Bosque. Oh, okay, yeah. Was also Spanish. He's Spanish. Uh, um, who did Italy? Ah, uh, crap. Who was the Italy coach? I feel like I should know this. I, I remember the idea. French one. 2002 was Luis Felipe Scolari for Brazil. Big Phil. Um, and that's as far back as I remember. Uh, oh, Marcelo uh, Lippi was the coach for... Uh, Italy in Yeah, I have no idea who that guy is. Well, that's who he is. Um, he was. I think he was one of the, you know, corrupt Italian guys who for the from the cup, Caccia, Caccia, yeah, scandal with Juventus and whatnot. And then he like got fired by Juventus and then just went and became the Italian coach. And looks like he looked out pretty well. So nice, nice. Um, okay, so I'm sure this will be breaking like. More stuff will be coming out about this, so I'm sure we'll have we can talk about this more on Saturday. Um, do either of you have any more thoughts on this? Or, uh, I mean, Chris, do you think you would rather have an American coach or a European coach? Um, I don't think I have a preference right now. I've given I've given my take to you guys, uh, but I'll give it to our listeners. If Pep Guardiola comes into the U.S. men's national team. And he wins a World Cup. He will be the greatest manager of all time. And there will be no doubt about it. Uh, so this is my pitch to uh, Joseph Guardiola to come and be the U.S. Men's National Team coach. Uh, okay. And this is the last thing um, we have, just to be really quick. Um, uh, Grant Wall, um, beloved uh, U.S. soccer journalist, had uh, died during the Argentina Netherlands game. Um, I I mean I I can't say I don't, I don't know if any of us did, but I can't say that I was really like a like an avid reader of his uh, of his work, but like he definitely informed a lot of the content that I consume in terms of soccer, and at the same time like every single thing I've said about him is like extremely positive and like how he was just like a, like a great person, um, and his. Uh, he stood up for what he believed in um, up till his very last day. He He's the guy, um, anyone that doesn't follow soccer, like he's the guy that you saw on like the front page of like Yahoo News probably um, that was wearing the rainbow shirt to Qatar and got detained. Uh, and um, his, his brother had a statement saying that he did it for him. And his brother suspects the foul play is involved. Um, we don't know if there is, but uh, the United States did get his body back um today so that investigation will hopefully be ongoing um yeah uh again to our non-soccer listeners i don't know who you'd be but he's the guy who wrote that lebron story the chosen one like probably the most famous sports illustrated 
like cover picture uh if i had to to venture i guess um the one where he's wearing his saint vincent mary like uh green jersey and holding a basketball pointing um the the chosen one he, he even has a tattoo of it uh so yeah uh that's absolutely wild that that happened um he was 48 in perfectly good health condition um i don't want to go too much into conspiracy theories but i mean like yeah i think that's that's enough. like he yeah. we don't know what happened but it's something he's dead and that's sad and condolences out to the family maybe things will come out more that make it make us have to talk about this more but he was someone that i saw on fox soccer a lot and like back in the day with the old prem days and especially with you know you know, just the way American, like as as American media has informed and covered soccer more as we've gotten older, because it definitely has. I think he was a big influence in that. So uh, it's sad the, that he's gone. Sorry. It's weird that he's gone in the way that he ha is gone, and uh, maybe things will come out that make us have to talk about this. Uh, and well, when those when that happens, we'll talk about it. Yeah. Um. And he was a big proponent of like the women's game as well. A lot. Of, I see a lot of, uh, women's soccer players as well as like Billie Jean King even was just like like talked about how much he grew with the women's game, um, which was it's like a massive part of growing the sport in general in the United States and, and abroad now too. Um. So. Yeah, he pretty much shaped a lot of like even even if we didn't actually read him like individually, he pretty much shaped a lot of like what we do consume. Um, pretty much any American media we do consume in soccer. Um, yeah. Anything else you guys have to add? Nope, that is it. I think we're good. All right. Uh, all right. Well, I'm sorry to end up on that uh, somber note, um, but you might be able to expect a pod before the final. Um, I see that with a 30% certainty. Um <laughs> And, uh, <laughs> yeah, good luck to our teams. Um, Morocco will beat France, inshallah. So, uh, mm -hmm. good night. Bye-bye.